Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and welcome to episode 1431 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Now, are you meditating daily? It is a struggle for me, I know, but that's why you should check out 7meditation.com, a little project that I'm working on, Fire Nation. Check it out, again, 7meditation.com. And now we're going to chat with today's guest, and that is Mr. Rod Turner. So, Rod, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely am. Yes. Rod's the founder and CEO of Manhattan Street Capital, the number one growth capital marketplace for mature startups and mid-sized companies raising capital using Regulation A+. He's played a key role in building successful companies to include Semantic Norton, Ashton Tate, Microport, Knowledge Adventure, and more. Rod, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. I'm an engineer. Initially, I started out as an engineer, and I've had the good fortune to broaden uh, my experience base in my career to all the functional areas of businesses. I'm married. Um, We have two kids, an 11-year-old and an 18-year-old boys, and uh, we live in San Diego, which I love. I love boating. I've done a lot of car racing. These days, I am not actively racing, but uh, used to race road race, amateur road racing with the SCCA. Uh, used to race a um, heavily modified Mazda RX-7, which was an absolute blast. That was a true passion of mine. I'm, I'm so glad I got to, to do it. I'm going to have to connect you with a fellow San Diegan, Michael O'Neill, who lives right over there in North Park. Big time racer, loves all that stuff. You guys have a lot of good stuff to chat about, for show. But, Rob, what I kind of want to focus on first now is you today as an entrepreneur. I mean, we're going to go back into your journey and hear about the ups and the downs and the great ideas that you've had. But how do you specifically generate revenue in your business right now? So, Manhattan Street Capital is a funding platform for um, companies that need to raise capital between four and $50 million per company per year. It's Regulation A plus is a whole new way for private companies to raise capital as it can, that's how we make money is by providing that service to companies. So we have a simple fee structure for that. Um, it's obviously something that, uh, is very valuable to the right companies. And because Reg A Plus is new, it's only been in existence for 14 months. Uh, This is a new area that is growing. People's uh, awareness level is low, but uh, over time, because the history since 1933-34 has been that private companies weren't allowed to sell their shares to Main Street investors, mom and pop, as it were, uh, now through Reg A Plus, we're allowed to sell their shares to anybody worldwide regardless of their wealth, which is huge. And the companies can also, the investors can also sell their shares uh, immediately after purchase. So it's a kind of public offering. And in fact, you can use Reggae Plus to take a company public to the NASDAQ or to the New York Stock Exchange. And I believe over time we'll see more evidence. There's one company doing this now where they are going public to the NASDAQ uh, through using a Regulation A+. Plus process instead of the conventional underwritten old style approach because the old style has become uneconomic since uh, 2001 when the decimalization of broker trading fees occurred 
that made uh, that made small public offerings unprofitable for underwriters. So they largely disappeared. Uh, Reggae Plus is bringing them back to life. I think for companies that need to raise up to fifty million a year uh, or up to fifty up to fifty million in one transaction, they now have a way to go to go public if they if they choose to go out on one of the big markets. They can do so. Um, with the ability to actually promote their business and their offering instead of having a quiet period, which has been the, the conventional IPO method for so long. So can you kind of talk maybe a little bit more about exactly what Regulation A-plus is? Because you said it's only been around for 14 months. It's going to kind of change the game. So you know, maybe instead of kind of getting lost in the vocabulary, can you give an example of how Regulation A-plus is changing the game with a company? Think of it this way. Think about uh, a crowdfunding site like Kickstarter. Think about an offering there that's raising money from donations. What Reg A Plus allows is for those the people that want to put in the money to be buying shares instead. So it's very similar in terms of the appeal, social media sharing, the online advertising, the broadcasting far and wide about what the offering is. But now, instead of relying on the generosity of, of uh, donations or of people buying a gadget for a discount that, that doesn't exist yet, in this case, these are real businesses where they are now enabled, they're now allowed and encouraged through reggae. It's actually required that the companies promote themselves in order to make these offerings succeed. And they're allowed to use all of the digital tools available to them just like a Kickstarter offering, except now we're selling shares. So it's a whole new game. And as you can imagine, there's an established understanding you can't do this because you haven't been able to do it for a long time. Right. And now, now we can. It's a pretty revolutionary thing. Well, let me kind of talk this through a little bit. So like, just say there's a company that I'm like, wow, I believe in that company. Like, I think that company is going to be the next Airbnb, the next Uber, like in their industry, in their niche, what have you. Like, I would love to invest in that company, you know, pre-IPO, you know, pre-going public, whatever. So I say have like, you know, maybe $700 and I'm like, okay, I'm going to just invest that $700. What does that look like? Like I'm going to get a percentage back of the company and then when do I get paid? Is it when the company ends up going public and then I get the shares? How does that work? This is a kind of public offering because the shares are tradable right after the investor buys them. Um, so that's better and different than one would expect. But um, say somebody wanted to, typically individuals, people will hear of these offerings through social media. That's the way, we, that is obviously the most cost-effective manner. They go to look at the offering, they like it. Uh, if it's really engaging, something healthy, something you know that maybe a cancer treatment or a stem cell treatment for uh, for people to recover from joint injuries, things of that type that are very engaging, a, a chronic pain treatment system that's FDA approved and patented, something like that would be very compelling. So then the investor puts in some money, and when the and when the offering goes effective, which could be very could be very soon, depending on the stage of that particular offering, then they get shares in that company that they now own, and they can sell them through a stock brokerage with some restrictions to other people right away, but more likely they believe in the company and they're, they're, they're hoping that it's going to grow and prosper over time and that their shares will go up in value. And if the company is not listed on a major market and does so later, then the liquidity of those shares will improve later. But the real point of this, I think, is that 
investors get to show support for and, and put money behind their, their their voting with their feet to back products and companies that they believe in. So, a chronic pain treatment, for example, if this if there's a system, if there's a company offering a uh, chronic pain treatment system, and by investing in it, one can accelerate the number of centers. So maybe there'll be one opening up near Aunt Ethel that's in chronic pain every day of her life. Mm then people may want to put in some money for that purpose, buy some shares, partly because of the good it will do and partly because of the investment upside that may or may not exist. As we know, this is a, you know, when you buy shares and things, you're in companies, there's always risk in, in doing so. Well, that's a good example. I like that last example you shared that there might be an alternative reason for investing beyond just, like, I hope this company does really well, et cetera. So we're going to mention this again at the end, Rod, but I know that you and I talked pre-interview about the fact that you have some white papers on this. Can you maybe share where Fire Nation, the people that want to learn more about Regulation A+, could go to snag this? Yes, yeah, so go to manhattanstreetcapital.com, so it's spelled the way it sounds. And at the bottom of the homepage, uh, just put in your email and we'll send you, free of charge, a white paper that describes Reg A+, uh, both from a company's point of view as well as from an investor's point of view. So cool. Well, again, we'll mention that again at the end, Fire Nation. And of course, have it um, in the show notes. But of course, just go directly to ManhattanStreetCapital.com, put your email in, and you're good to go. So, Rod, let's kind of maybe shift this conversation now to your journey as an entrepreneur. I mean, you weren't always in Regulation A+. I mean, it's only been around for 14 months. You weren't always just ripping around corners on your Mazda. I mean, you've had the ups and the downs. Take us to your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Tell us that story. Yeah, you know, I spend a long time thinking about that because there's quite a few of them. And, uh, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. But I think the worst one, the one that had the biggest impact on me for the longest time was um, I was the executive vice president at Symantec, uh, the Norton antivirus company, from the, from the very early stages of that company's life. And I uh, had a lot of fun with that. We went public. And then about two and a half, three years later, I was running the Norton business, which we had acquired. We acquired Peter Norton Computing. I was the general manager of that business unit, which was growing gangbusters. It was a fun, really exciting time in my, in my career. But anyway, I had not sold one share in the company since the public offering. And we had been delivering on our numbers. And uh, each quarter, we delivered bigger and better profits and revenues and uh, exceeded analyst expectations. So the investment community and analyst community was happy with us. And our share price was doing nicely as a result. You know, so I thought, you know what, maybe I should uh, think about getting some liquidity here because it's done so well so far. But I'd always been kind of optimistic. I was optimistic and happy to do this. So I hadn't actually sold any shares at all yet. So I sent an email to the woman in human resources asking her to calculate how much money I would get if I sold all my stock options that were vested at that point. And she came back to me and it was a lovely big number. And I had asked this question in time, you know, there's only 10 days per quarter where you get to sell shares when you're an insider, you know, executive in a company that's public. So I had, I had timed that question in a way that allowed me to sell it. But the bottom line here is I didn't sell one share, not one share at that price. The reason that I screwed up and didn't sell one share, it turned out in retrospect, you know, the share price continued to do well, and then we had some very disappointing results, and uh, there was a lawsuit, and our stock price plummeted. 
Anyway, I didn't sell one share, not, not one share. And the reason was it was just such a big number. It was like, wow, oh, my God, I can actually make that money now. I mean, I've been aspiring to that, building to this. That's, the, that's been the whole goal, part of the whole goal. But, oh, my God, that's so much. Well, the tax is going to be more money than I thought I'd ever own. <laughs> so now I start going into talking to the broker, talking to investor advisors, tax planners, and it got so bloody complicated. And some of the stuff didn't make any sense, so I had to check it out. And I didn't have time because I was kicking ass and driving, running the business. So I ran out of time, missed the, missed the window to sell my shares through all this overcomplicated analysis. If I had just taken the simple approach and said, you know what, sell half the stock. It's such a great price. You don't need to be so concentrated. It's a good idea to get some liquidity. If I had just done that, that would have been such a smart move mm. in, re- in, in retrospect. Um, so I would say I suffered from that one because the stock price plummeted and it stayed low for a long time. And, oh, my God, yeah. I wish I'd, I, I many, many times I wish I'd handled that one differently. Yeah. Well, Fire Nation, I mean, this is what I want you to be taken away from this is the reality – we need as entrepreneurs to be diversified at some levels. I mean, we need to say, hey, listen, like I can't just have all of my chips on one table because I just don't know, no matter how sturdy this table looks, what tomorrow is going to bring. And we've all seen what's happened over the past 10, 15 years with market corrections and housing and the, you know, all of the above. So just kind of, you know, have that nice little diversification, have some of that liquidity that Rod keeps talking about. You know, liquidity is, you know, frankly, cash in the bank. I mean, it's, it's a good thing to have. Now, Rod, let's kind of shift a little bit and talk about an aha moment that you've had. You've had a lot of these, but what's one of your greatest? Tell us that story. Yeah, so this one, it goes to the similar time um, where we, Symantec acquired the Peter Norton Com- Utility Company, Peter Norton Computing, and uh, they had prepared, just prior to the acquisition, they had made a new update to Norton Utilities, which was their flagship product prior to the combination. And uh, we repackaged it with the Symantec packaging, but didn't change the software at all and launched it, and it, it, was, a, it was a total bomb. And it was primarily because the uh, there were some bugs in it, but a lot of power features had been removed, and this beautiful user interface had been put on it, but the power users didn't want that. It was blocking them doing things productively. So, uh, of course, people concluded that Symantec screwed it up. You know, we bought the company and we messed up that product. That was a reasonable assumption for an outsider. So I had to fix that. You know, we needed to, to get the momentum and the market presence that that product deserved. So we did a bunch of things, and one of which was had two marketing agencies compete, the Symantec Agency of Record at that time and the Norton Agency compete in order to stay with us, to be the one that would continue to work with our Norton Utility Division of Symantec products. And they came up with some amazing concepts. It was literally a face-off between the two of them, and uh, I picked the best one, and the best one, this is so far, I'm just sort of building to the real aha moment because I went to the focus groups. You know, we had enough budget in those days because we were already successful that we would do proper testing through, through mirrors and, and ask questions of, of people as to what their responses were in order to test out our marketing concepts and pitches and so forth. So I was there looking through the one-way mirror, uh, observing the reaction when we had this group of IT professionals, you know, influencers, they were the bread and butter, they were the heart, the heartland, if you will, for the Norton Utilities as a business, as a product. And they, we, we, we ran the pitch by them and 
they loved it. And I'll, I'll explain it a little bit more. It was a three-page print spread. In those days, print media was a bigger deal uh, than online, obviously, was. And the first page said, Peter Norton's philosophy on data recovery can be summed up in three short words. Over the page, full-page spread, two-page spread, never say die. And then a lot of good material beneath it. But that headline, seeing the response of these IT professionals, the power users, never say die. Seeing them respond to that, it was absolutely amazing. I've never had such a marketing moment because they emotionally responded. It was like, they were saying things like, yeah, Pete, Peter, Peter Norton and me, we go way back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pete's my man. Yeah, yeah. We, he and, and I, we think the same way. We, we got a customer, we got a user with a problem. We fix the problem. We don't take no for an answer. And it was such an emotional pull on them. Nothing else came close. You know, we're talking exponentially more powerful. Then we ran that campaign with a bunch of other marketing programs in place. And it was ballistically successful. That established the positive momentum for the Norton utility and Norton business within Symantec that we were able to sustain for many years and build that into Symantec. Symantec these days is the utility business with lots of neat variations and improvements. So, Rod, I'm going to challenge you here. Just try to sum it up in one sentence. Like, What is the big takeaway that you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that aha moment? The absolute best marketing is, comes when you emotionally engage with your audience. Emotionally engage. It's hard, but when you do that, the results are exponentially better. That's what you shoot the lights at. Rod, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I have this silly belief that I should be able to figure it out myself too much of the time. <laughs> I resist asking advice too much. What's your biggest strength? Probably that I'm always paying attention and learning, even in the most unlikely places. So I pick up methods and techniques, some of them state-of-the-art, some of them not, and apply them in different areas, which look like that's radically innovative thinking. It's really not innovative thinking. It's practical, taking something that works in one environment and putting it in another environment where it hasn't been done before. I did that in car racing. I do that in business all the time. I do it in life as well, but it's more obviously beneficial in business. <laughs> well, Fire Nation, we are definitely going to be innovative in the lighting round. So don't you go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. Investing is something that's always been of interest to me, but I can definitely understand why many people never start. Stock dividends and all the complicating acronyms can be confusing. Luckily, there's Acorns. Acorns is the app that takes the big decision of investing and turns it into a small one by simply rounding up the spare change from your everyday purchases and investing it in your future automatically. With Acorns, every purchase you make becomes an investment for your future. Check this out. Everyone can be an investor no matter how much money they have. All you have to do is continue spending like normal and watch as your wealth grows with Acorns. Start by connecting your favorite credit or debit card and the app rounds your purchases up to the nearest dollar, which is then diversified across thousands of stocks and bonds. Join more than 1 million investors who have started using Acorns. Sign up today by going to acorns.com or simply download to your mobile device by visiting the app store. Create your account today and start investing at acorns.com. 
The team we built here at EO Fire is integral to our success as a business. Without them, we wouldn't have time to connect with Fire Nation and continue to grow. If you're looking for quality candidates who can help you free up time and connect with your audience and grow your business, then ZipRecruiter.com can help. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can also find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and qualify candidates will start to roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. And one more time, Fire Nation, try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Rod, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yeah, you bet. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, this is a funny one because really I don't think anything actually was except that I grew up in England. And, you know, England over here seems like a small place, but there's 60 million people living there and they generally are not as entrepreneurial as people in the States are. And so that probably is like people just, the ambient entrepreneurship is so much lower there. You know, you, you, you go out and hang out with your friends. People aren't talking about the next business they're going to build. Whereas here, that's a part of every conversation I ever, ever, you know, was exposed to, even when I moved to the States at the age of 23. So, you know, yeah, it's a big country and it was slowing me down. Yeah, I mean, 60 million people, that's what's going to happen, right? What's the best advice you've ever received? My uncle, Uncle Jack, my dad's younger brother, I was in England, I was looking for career guidance and counsel, and it was very hard to get much of any use, useful help there. Uh, a lot of talk about job security amongst people that I would discuss uh, career moves with. You know, I'm, uh, I'm at the age of 17 or something, 18 at the time. And he said something to me, he said, Rod, your job security is your ability to do well, your ability to deliver. You don't need a big company that's going to work for 20 or 30 years or so, 40 years, and they'll pay you a pension. You can get that, but you're not going to enjoy that, and that isn't where the upside in your career is going to come from. And he was so right. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Probably visualization of the goal that I'm striving towards. I've been really lucky that, that has, I've had that natural tendency from the age of 14 or something. I didn't even realize what I was doing, but I was visualizing the outcome of a success, of, of, uh, of successful accomplishment. And meditation, those are the two things. Clear visualization, always focused on what I want to accomplish, not paying attention to what I don't want, and, and meditation. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? The two really impressive things for me, Crowdfire, which uh, you're probably very aware of, is yeah. a great way to expand one's social media following. I've been amazed with how effective that, that is. And Pocket, you know, Pocket is kind of reminiscent of Evernote, but for me, Evernote just sort of disappeared for some reason. But Pocket is, the, is what I use. If I see something I want to get back to later or if I want to share it, but now isn't the right time of day or the right day of week, then I put it in pocket and come back to it later. If you could recommend one book, what would it be and why? 
I work so hard and I'm so intent on what I'm doing. For me, I need to get a break here and there, you know. So fantastic fiction is what I need. So that's what I'm going to recommend. Um, one of my favorite authors is Ken Follett, F-O-L-L-E-T. I think it's a single T. And his book, uh, Pillars of the Earth, is the best book that I've ever read. I mean, it's thick. It's probably 700 pages. It, it, you feel guilty putting it down because those those people's lives are on hold. I mean, this drama, this happening, excuse my language, there's things happening, that, you know, and then there's horrible things that are about to happen, and you know, but they don't. And it's like, oh, my God, i gotta, I got to pick it up again. <laughs> well, it is two T's in Ken Follett, and uh, definitely recommend that book as well, Fire Nation. And, Rod, I want to end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we can say goodbye. Get started. Even if you fail, getting started will tell you that it's failing, and then you'll learn that instead of being in a holding pattern. I think the only big mistake I see entrepreneurs making is where they want to do it, and they don't do it. They don't start. They study it. They think about it. They evaluate it for years and years and years, and then the, the window of opportunity is passed and too, it's too late in their lives. So I would say, one way or the other, get your feet wet. Do it would be my simple guidance there. Um, and the best way to connect with me is through Manhattan Street Capital or I am Rod Turner is my handle on Twitter. Um, those would be really the best ways to, uh, to get in touch with me. And uh, my email is rodturner at manhattanstreetcapital.com. Again, spelled the way it sounds. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with RT and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Rod in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links to everything. And of course, take people up when they give you these great gifts, Fire Nation. Go to ManhattanStreetCapital.com. Put in your email. Get that great white paper on Regulation A+. Email Rod. Rod Turner at ManhattanStreetCapital.com. Like, he'll, he'll get back to you. Like, he put it out there. Make this stuff happen, Fire Nation. And Rod, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. You have a great day. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Rod and Regulation A+. Hello, opportunities. Now, speaking of opportunities, you should be meditating daily to take advantage of all of these opportunities. It's going to clear your mind, put you in a better space. Check out 7meditation.com, little projects that I'm working on, and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for quality candidates to help you grow your business? Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. I can definitely understand why many people never start investing. It can be so confusing. Well, Acorns is the app that takes the big decision of investing and turns it into a small one. Sign up today by going to acorns.com or simply download to your mobile device by visiting the app store. Create your account today and start investing at acorns.com.